Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday, January the 6th. Our reading this morning is a continuation of the first letter of St. John, chapter 5, verses 5 through 13. First letter of John, chapter 5, verses 5 through 13. We need to remember, uh, we've spoken a lot about the Gospel of John, and now more recently, especially this week, about the, the letters of, uh, attributed to John, in this case, the first letter. And John's writings, especially if we look at the Gospel and certainly in the uh, letters, there is uh, the idea that there is a judicial trial going on. Jesus has been placed on trial by the world. And the advocates for condemning Jesus, the religious and political establishment of the time, the Pharisees, the scribes, the chief priests, the elders, the Sanhedrin, and of course Pontius Pilate and uh, the Roman officials, all who are fearful that Jesus is the King, the Messiah, that uh, the people have been waiting for. And of course he is. But Jesus tells Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my followers, the angels of God, the saints, would have fought. Uh, and of course, they would have been vanquished. That is, those in the world who are opposed to Jesus. But Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. He is the kingdom of the Father. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so the world takes on two distinct meanings in the Gospel of John. God so loved the world, and yet God is in opposition to the world that he loves, that the world is created by him and is supposed to love him. There are two different meanings of the world. There is the world of creation, God's good creation. And with the creation of the human person in the book of Genesis, God pronounces it very good. That is, the creation of the human being each and every one of us. It is the apex, the summit of God's creation. Why? Because unique to all of creation is the human person made in the image and likeness of God. Nothing else is in the image and likeness of God. Idolatry is taking a created thing and elevating it to the level of God. That's idolatry the worship of animals, the worship of uh, nature, the worship of trees and plants and all of the moon and the stars and all of that sort of stuff. It's all idolatry because they are creations of the creator. As we say in the, uh, the Apostles' Creed and in the Nicene Creed, uh, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, God is the creator, 
and all else is a creature. It is the product of God's love, God's goodwill and wisdom. And then there is the world, that is, those forces of Satan that God allows, permits. Uh, God doesn't encourage, support, that are opposed to the rule of God. They're opposed to the rule of God. There's also that meaning of the world. And in our reading this morning, Jesus, who has been put on trial by the world and condemned, put upon the cross and executed through the crucifixion, the world is now to be judged. And our reading this morning, Jesus says, uh, the, the letter says rather, who then is conqueror of the world? This is the world that is opposed to God. Who is the conqueror of the world? Jesus says it is the world that will be condemned, the world that will be convicted of sin, of lying. They accuse Jesus of being a liar and a blasphemer, uh, trying to be a political and geographical leader. But with the death and resurrection of Christ, it is the world that is condemned. It is the world that is found guilty of lying because it has rejected Jesus. And so, who then is conqueror of the world? The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's what the letter says. The one who believes. That is, each and every one of us who truly believe in our heart that Jesus is the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, we are the conquerors. We have emerged victorious. No matter what happens in the ebb and flow of the world, wars, rumors of wars, violence, hatred, um, economic collapse, uh, natural disasters, all of that is permitted by God and brings about a greater good. It's all part of God's plan for us to come through the baptism of fire, that we may persevere by our witnessing, by the way in which we live, the heroic virtue through the Holy Spirit. We then are conquerors. Jesus Christ, it is who came through water and blood. Not only water, but water and in blood, and it is the Spirit who testifies to this, and the Spirit is truth. Notice he's testifying, it's in court, and Jesus has three witnesses. Jesus is the Son of God. He is also fully human in the incarnation. Water blood, and the Spirit. And John says there are three who testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three are of one accord. There's no conflict in their testimony. Jesus, uh, and, and the letter says, do we not accept human testimony? Well, of course we do. The testimony of God is much greater it is the testimony God has given on his own son's behalf. 
Whoever believes in the Son of God possesses the testimony within one's heart. Whoever does not believe God and has made God a liar by refusing to believe in the testimony that Jesus is the Son of God, they have condemned themselves. Those are the ones. God condemns no one. We, we have this notion that somehow God runs around condemning people. God can't wait to condemn somebody. No. God, the Father, sent the Son to save us. But we have to accept, accept the testimony, the testimony of Jesus and the three witnesses, the blood, the water, and the Holy Spirit. And those who accept the testimony of Jesus and the witnesses, that he is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, that person is granted eternal life that forever relationship in the very presence and in the being of God with the communion of saints. And our belief is not just in our head. It is by the way in which we live our lives. Do we pattern our life after Christ? By our love for the Father, our openness to the Holy Spirit and pray each day and listen what the Holy Spirit is uh, placing on our hearts and in our minds? And do we love one another? For Jesus said, by their love, by their love for one another, you will know that they are of me. By your love. That's, that's the touchstone. That's the foundation. And the letter ends by saying, I have written this to you to make you realize that you possess eternal life, you who believe in the name of the Son of God, the name, the name Jesus Christ. To really believe in that name with our heart, not just with our lips, not just with our mind, but with our very being, and each day grow closer and closer into that communion with Jesus Christ. To truly live Jesus. To share Jesus. And to praise Jesus. To the glory of the Father. Through the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the great gift. That each of us has received. And the world cannot overcome that. Nothing that happens can overcome that. Nothing can take that away from us. In our freedom, we can deny, we can avoid, we can reject that gift, but that's not God's doing. That's us in our own freedom, an abuse of that freedom, that we turn away from eternal life. So let us this morning as this day unfolds before us, let us reaffirm with gratitude and love God's great gift, God's gift of the Son, our Lord and Savior. And let us throughout this day in our words, in our deeds, 
in our prayers and in our thoughts. Jesus, you are the Son of God, my Lord and Savior, and the Lord and Savior of the whole world. Then we shall truly enter into eternal life. God bless you.